the red, white, and blue. For they could be somebody's mother. Hooray for the red, white, and blue. I just slapped up someone's brother. Hooray for the red, white, and blue. Where we have free speech at least for now. Hooray for the red, white, and blue. It's day in and J for you. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you forgot to, to stand for it. Stand for the song of whatever that. That's of, my, of all our people. Yeah. It's beautiful, Dan. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm glad, we re- I, I'm glad I could be here for you. As we record this on two days before July 4th, and this will come out three weeks after. But yeah, look, it's fine. This is this, is, this will be this the is, Dan and Jay's comedy hour, 4th of July. Mm-hmm. special that's exactly it's right. it's it's the post fourth of july mm-hmm. episode that's true that is true <laughs> um uh, but, uh well let's let's get right to it because you let's said get let's get the brass tax young patriotic. man we must have talked about this the cd before but i'm sure we have f- nobody remembers and obviously we don't so just rehash no one's gonna it. listen to the back catalog yeah so rehash it in whatever level of detail you uh, until you're bored right so go ahead. Tell me. Tell me what this CD was. Pretend like I don't remember receiving it. Speak to me as if I were a, a child. child. Mhm. Mhm. Uh, this it, was a CD. Okay. That I made for you. A compacted disc. A compacted. I I squished it very very tightly. Mhm. Mhm. Um, but it was Dan's uh, Dan Gilmore's post Fourth of July CD. Mhm. Because Jay had made us, you know, always made us Christmas albums uh, after he moved away. And so I thought I would make CDs, but I wasn't, you know, couldn't do Christmas. That would be copying. So I'm like, I know, I'll just, I'll make one for his birthday. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the thing. And then um, I I believe I finished making this album according to, or at least the the MP3s I have here Mm -hmm. in the thing um, are the 10th of of July 2001. Okay. And okay. probably by the time you got it, it was probably near the end of July. Okay. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Do that. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. That's kind of crazy. Uh, wow. Um, and uh, there's, let's see. Let's pull up. Do we have So a uh, this is, this list? is, I think, what introduced the whole alternate mm-hmm. Dan mentioned thing of, me being, uh, you know, Dan Gilmer being a heavy influence on all of music history. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And uh, I will say uh, next week we're going to get to what I, I think I may have accidentally found the first alternate history thing I ever wrote. So mm. I, I think. Uh, so, yeah. So this is two. Yeah. Shit. 2001. Uh, there's a total of 21 tracks. A lot of it is either introductions to or sketches in between or you singing two karaoke tracks because that was a thing we could do it was easy to do well i it was easy to do but it was also i you know i i rarely sang it um legit sure 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 these were not these were you uh, i will uh, some of these songs are in my head the way you sang them on this cd i will (laughs) say that i mean at this point uh rock around the clock cannot end without the phrase rocky like a steam shovel tonight i agree i agree that is the way that song officially ends if you have a cop i will say this if you have a copy of the 45 by bill haley and his comments and it doesn't say that destroy it destroy it it's 
It's Mandela it effect, guys. It, yeah, exactly. It's illegitimate. Deny, deny that that ever existed, and then mm-hmm, Dan's. Mm-hmm. We we should have a seven inch cut of your version. I don't know why that's never <laughs> happened. Um, and so the one uh, <laughs> and uh, instrumental version on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> steal somebody's karaoke track not even not even an attempt uh i don't even know is it a good karaoke track i haven't listened to it in a while let's actually see. it was we, pretty good let's see i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up it's i gonna, mean i did i did have flashbacks. to do some filtering in order to make it <clears throat> did you do live filtering on on the i used that oh, no that thing. isotope right yeah isotope <laughs> I'm just gonna flip to the end, because tonight, rock you like a steam shovel tonight. Yeah, that, made, that makes me laugh every time. It's funny every time. There's no getting around it because I don't know. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't know what it means. <laughs> um, yeah. So the one that I picked, you said let's pick something patriotic. So the what? The one, like, full-length sketch, I think. That, that's what basically drove doing an entire album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> is is the ride of Paul Revere. Is the ride of Paul Revere. That is Paul Revere encountering a, a very effeminate homosexual man who is in charge of putting up the lanterns. Yes. Uh, Paul Revere arrives on what I can only describe as the world's slowest horse, uh, jumps onto some linoleum, and then... Yes. And then... <laughs> Because all of our sound effects are done in Dan's living room or or kitchen, and that's just. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then there's there's just a, a series of very funny bits between the two of you that include, it's mostly well, what if they arrive by what if this happens, but what if that happens? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. What if they fly in? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then the guy the guy says, uh, "Oh, uh, to about the lanterns. Oh, aren't they darling? Uh, did he get those at Drogans? Drogans. That was a very Dro- regional statement. Very regional. I caught joke. that. It's very good. Uh, Does Drogans even exist anymore? I think they went out of business. I don't moved away. know. Drogans. The only thing I remember about them, other than local commercials, was I think that's where we got our JVC video camera that I promptly not destroyed, but fucked the lens up on uh, permanently. Um, Are they still there? Really? Okay. Drogans, you know what? You're welcome to sponsor our show. It's like they moved into a larger location on River Street. Uh, what if they fly in? Well, they can't. Yeah. Men don't have wings. Uh, what if they well, fly like, by cannon? Men and cannons are only in the circus. Well, what if they sneak in with the circus? That's my Well, that's, then I say raise the fir- one lantern because <laughs> the, by land. Like, well, what if it's a flying circus? Mm-hmm. Like, who would even think of a flying circus? Mm-hmm. And then eventually the effeminate gay man also drops one of the lanterns and oh i hope they don't come in i don't remember exactly i hope they don't fly in uh is, is how how it ends it's good it's good and he it's he just... refer he refers to paul revere uh-huh. as a fruity man yes oh, what a fruity man and then also he's like you know i have to warn you know um samuel adams and john hancock it's like oh that little johnny hancock always <laughs> taking up the whole, the whole page, page. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, As you can tell, at least for a small portion of that, I actually did my research mm-hmm. first. Yeah, yeah, no, you 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 wrote some solid sketchery. It's it's funny because like, I th- throughout throughout our history in writing sketches, for the most part, I write a good chunk of them and then we record them as is. Mm-hmm. Dan never bothers to critique me because there was a certain point in my life when that would have been fruitless. That would have been a bad idea. Um, but 
when Dan writes sketches, they're always good, and I always like Dan. Dan does a lot of fake histories through, including in this one. This, yes, yeah, so this is the so the first record. Okay, we did our comedy album test in October of two thousand. Then we did our first Christmas album. Then this is the next one. Like so, this is the first non-Christmas album that that ever really got fully put together that we mm-hmm. ever did. Now that I think about it, full uh, with art, really great art. Dan did like full album art and uh, and drew on the CDs. I still have the CDs somewhere. I think the CDs have somehow not. They haven't gotten any rot, so none of none of the stuff is flaking off. Oh, that's good. Yet, um, yet. <laughs> wood. Um, tell me. I actually never asked you about making it. Uh, it's probably pretty simple and straightforward. But do you have any memories of writing it, making it? How long it took you? What a pain in the ass it was to complete. Uh, well, it was a pain in the ass because the editing tool we had was Goldwave. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, for those who uh, have not been following along, that is a linear single tracks audio software. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in order to do things like the overlaying of voices, I had to paste it in overlaying and hope that I timed it right. And if not, undo and try again. And at the, the right volume, usually you do it 100% volume, but sometimes you might yeah. need to paste it in or mix it at a, at a different volume. Yeah, because it was like a completely different recording. And if you were doing a stereo thing and forgot to uh, uh, des- to select both tracks, you might yeah. accidentally paste it into only one side of the audio. Yep. <sighs> linear editing. You forget that linear digital editing ever existed, but I think this is the only version of that. Because digital video editing was never like this. It was, I think, once they finally did digital video editing, it was, it was nonlinear, mm-hmm. except for again early, early stuff like the the video toaster, which is good. It's great that the tool existed, but boy, oh boy, that's just a lot of scrubbing yeah, through tape. Yeah. No digitizing. Yeah, that's and this was this was the one of the few free, pretty powerful, audio editing things that they had at the time for mm-hmm. consumer level. Yeah. Like, I mean, thing, things existed that could do multi-track digital mm-hmm. audio editing, but they were hefty and definitely not free. <laughs> I am using, so just, I've mentioned before that I use Goldwave to record myself. This is, this. I looked at the I version. I use it for this, for podcast recording like this. My version is 4.25, uh, copyright 2001. <laughs> so that is the version, I'm using the version you cut this on still and it is uh, it i'm is... using 631 which was from 2017 and then I okay think the, i think the one that i have on the laptop that i record the the D podcast is up to date okay it's the newest version yeah it's probably very cheap to buy like the full version i'm probably sure. but it's still free so yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't need not? i don't really worry about the features that you get if you're unlicensed yeah that you like. know what they would be but i don't know because I don't do I don't do my hefty editing in this anymore. Yeah. Like <laughs> I I still uh, I have noticed lately this is the easiest way for me to edit my because um, I record in here I don't record in Audacity or anything I finish in Audacity if I have to, but I still cut voiceover stuff with this. And then because... Audacity takes Plan B. Yes, exactly right. Yep. Thank you. I, I was hoping I could move past it without you saying anything. But you know <laughs> what am I what am I saying? Yeah, I you, you I fool. You I'm, I am a moron. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I still cut my voiceover demo uh, uh, auditions. I cut one in, on here the other day. And uh, yeah, anyway, that, guys, is a little bit of tech talk for those who are yeah. really excited about it. Tech talk. Tech, tech talk. talk. Oh, that's really interesting. No, no, oh, wow. Interesting. 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 So, like, just just to be clear for yes. those at home, yes. um, there are there's a track on here that is a wham 
cover, and I do it mm-hmm. as if it was a live concert because the most popular version of, you know, I want you to want me mm-hmm. is a live version of it. Okay. Like, that's pretty much what you hear everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so that's what yeah. I did with that. And uh-huh. so when I'm doing a dozen different voices, I am literally overlaying those in gold wave. And once they're in, they're in. Yeah, that's the other problem. Unless you decide to, yeah, save like 10 versions of the file, just which we never bothered to do. Uh, yeah, you just... You well, stuck, I mean, when you've got like a, you know... A 10 gig hard drive. How much room do you really have for that? That's also true. That is also true. Um, Do you do you have any concept of how long this took to make the whole album, or just that that track? The whole thing. I started before July 4th with the hope that I'd get it out to you before July 4th. Uh huh. Uh huh. And it was completed after July 4th. So I'm going to say like a month, probably. Okay. Okay. I mean, that's that's a good amount of time for something like this, <laughs> to do it all yourself without telling me. Um, With the limitations <clears throat> that we had. Yeah. I'm trying to think. So wait, my, see, I always get the math wrong on when I went to Chicago, but when I went to Chicago, must have been, that's right, because the first semester I went was the summer of 2001. Came home, 9-11 happened, and then I was very scared to go back to the city because <laughs> I didn't want to fly on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And, uh, okay, yeah, so that all makes sense. But I, I was also, I had never been that far away from home mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I was in a dorm for the only one semester. I think at some point they're like, you're supposed to be there for the first year. I didn't fuck with that, and I never got in trouble for it. But mm-hmm. uh it was scary. I hated it. I wanted to go home. I kept calling my dad, begging to go home. When he said, well, come on home, I said, don't let me come home. That's how bad it was. It was a very, <laughs> it was a hell of a thing. <clears throat> and the only things that kept me going were him sending me care packages of just an <clears throat> assload of root beer barrels and like a few other things. All I remember is the root beer barrels mm-hmm. and you sending me this CD. Because I was like, oh, my God, there's something from home. Not just something from home, something handmade by my best friend for me. And it was just the night. It's still one of the greatest presents I've ever gotten because it, it is one of the few things that kept me going. <laughs> this very fucked up, like, six to eight weeks. It wasn't even that long. It was a very yeah. short semester. But it was, oh, hell. Even though I also, during that semester, met, like, one of the kids from the freestyle walking video and would never have made that documentary if I hadn't been there that particular semester. Like we took yeah, the same yeah. set of classes. So yeah. Anyway, this 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 cheered me up and still cheers me up to, to listen to. It is very pure in my brain and uh, you know again, many of these songs, if I hear them, I think of your version as I'm <laughs> listening to them. Including Basket Case. But mo- I was probably mostly rock around the clock. Um, how do we, how do we now, how do we leak out to the internet alternate lyrics and never address that they came from us? Just so that in the future, <laughs> nobody knows better. <laughs> I just want to damage humanity's understanding of humanity. Um, I mean, that's fair, but I feel know, like humanity's already doing that, so. It's true. It's true. I guess we should probably stick with just comedy for the sake of comedy. Yeah. Um, I guess that's fine. That's, it's not that's, it's not funny to try to trick people anymore because that's just politics true. now. It's true. Yeah, it's like not it's like nah, it's not a, uh, that it's was just a expected fun of gag, but yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <sighs> um 
Dan, uh, so uh, yeah. the other day had our tenth wedding anniversary. By the way, you're welcome, guys. We actually yes. discussed a sketch right off the bat. I know, and at least a quarter of this episode is going to be dedicated to that. That's so you're welcome. Shocking for that, that is gift. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> uh, a few days ago was my tenth wedding anniversary. It was also my wife's, coincidentally. And That's cool. It's nice yeah. to know that we both share that. And we were gonna go. What were, oh, we were gonna go get some um, uh, compost for the garden. And is that oh, is it your compost anniversary? Yeah, it's our compost anniversary, (laughs) so it's gonna get her just a truckload. Uh, it's crazy. There are like three or four sites around Berkeley that have compost free compost throughout the whole summer and uh, and when they have it. So we open up the back of the van, I'm getting ready to put some stuff, so I push some stuff in the back of the van to make a little bit of room. Uh, around this dishwasher that we found on the side of the street that we know works, but I haven't been able to install yet because we need to make room for it. It's a long story. There's a Mm. dishwasher sitting in the back of my van, and there will be for a while. Um, Went to make some room, and I just put my hand down. I just put my hand down, like rest a little bit of my weight on it, and I pull my hand back, and all of a sudden, I feel like my finger has been bruised, and like I'm immediately, I broke my finger. What the fuck? I've never felt this kind of pain before. Um, and turns out, no, didn't break it. They're like, it's probably a strain or a sprain, but I like literally put no pressure on it and just pulled my finger back. And it just felt like somebody just squeezed my finger to the you point. You just of had breaking. it at like just the right angle. It must be. I've done that before. Like it's, I'm like, how did that hurt <laughs> so bad? I didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. So for the last four, three and a half days, I've been wearing this just in case. Uh, it's cool that it's on my middle finger. Like, that's fun. And that's funny. Like, it's on the comedy finger. That's great. That's good. Uh, but uh, the one problem is that this is a kind of a weight-bearing finger, you realize, once you have to lift anything or move anything. It is like, one of okay. the most important when it comes to lifting. It Not is. doing anything with this hand, although I have and almost fucked it up. But uh, it's getting better. But I have never... I've, I, I had to go to the doctor because I'm like, I think I broke it. But they fully x-rayed it and everything was fine. And I'm like... Oh, that was two hours to find out what I figured was the case, which was keep this on until it feels better. But I guess I'm happy I didn't break anything. I was, I, 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 I still somehow have not broken anything. I don't know, after all my lifetimes that I've gone through, <laughs> never, never broken a thing. You're like you're like a cat with all the lives. Yeah, exactly. You haven't wait. You haven't broken anything, have you? I can't remember. No, I have not. No, no. you've just had yourself broken through the through a series of like. Surgeries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, but and as far as my bones go, they have yeah. always been solid, as far as I'm aware. I mean, sure, things sure. like toes and stuff, that's possible, but it's not yeah. like they can do anything about them anyway. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, every, every, you know, when, I, when I've known people who've broken toes, they're like, yeah, okay, um, enjoy. Just wait for it to get better. Don't kick it into anything anymore. I know people <laughs> who bro- have broken a pinky just by accidentally kicking like a little piece of wood or something. And it's just like, no, that's what happens. They suck. Toes are shit. Toes are bad at everything they do. They really are. Um, anything happen to you? Break anything? Almost break anything? Sprain anything? Anything fun over the last week? Uh, um, uh, my brain, because we had the Meowrathon. Mm-hmm. That was, <laughs> okay, that was so much fucking fun. The one game I had to do, my responsibility was spend three hours playing a game. Uh, how much, like, what kind of overload was it? Was it more than usual, or was it just this is how it is? No, actually, I think because we've done it enough now, it felt, it was, it was pretty smooth. Okay. It went pretty smooth. Um, it's just, it's exhausting, because it's, you know, 8, you know, starting at, like, 7.30, 8 Mm a.m., ending at 11 p.m., or whenever the last game ends. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like the Morkborg ran until twelve fifteen. So okay. <laughs> and you've <laughs> got to you know. Watch then it I have for... to wind down and eat mm -hmm. a snack and all that, and so I don't get to bed till like two in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then I get up at six so mm -hmm. I can eat breakfast and get ready to then start <laughs> doing the next day's stuff. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah, and I uh, I, yeah, I I can't imagine. You see, so are you sitting and watching the whole thing just in case anything technically goes wrong? Since your yeah, computer is um, and kind also of the encouraging host of it all? donations and yeah. you know being being the person who's watching that and everything. Yeah, you were in the chat the whole time, right? Just so that you could be like, hey, don't forget yeah. to donate. Yep. Um, which man? So how many games again were there? I can't remember. Twelve total games. Uh, the game that we did together was Brawlistas, which was by Josh. Yep, I didn't Josh. realize it was his own thing. I didn't yep. realize this was like his whole. He yeah, he, he came up with the it. whole thing. It's fucking great. It, it, it was, and all when you originally told me about it, like that sounds cool. I know that it's a limited idea, but I'm like, I don't get how the, I don't understand how the game will be played. And as it turns out, it was the perfect game uh -huh. for this group of idiots. <laughs> exactly, we're nonsense people. <laughs> the, we always take three hours to do one thing, so that's why it was great. That's was, all that was is basically yeah. like you didn't have to worry about locations. We're in one location, and mm -hmm. the adventure comes to us. Yeah, yeah, it's very smart, very smart. And the whole de deal is if you leave, bye bye. You're out of the game. Basically, you're fired. You you're literally fired. fired by a dragon. So great. It's so fucking great. Uh, yeah, it was a, a lot of fun. Uh, oh yeah, I realized I didn't describe it for anybody listening. It, they are these are mythical baristas, and their boss is a dragon, and mm -hmm. you have to prevent the bell from getting rung. And I don't think it got rung once, except for when I intentionally <laughs> rang it at the end as a joke because I'm like, let's see how far I can push this. Well, no, there was that one guy. Mm hmm. There was something I did that caused it to ring. If you remember. Oh yeah. Okay. Must be, was it earlier in the game? I think so. Okay, maybe I was like I trying to prevent something, and instead I caused it to ring. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I was like, all right, if I get if I get it if I push it the second time this close to the end, what I know has to be the end of the game. That's <laughs> fine. That'll be fine. Uh, I yeah, there was uh, so much to play with, so much opportunity. It's like I just feel like I know this gets said a lot, but anybody out there, if you don't play D anD D or any RPGs, but you do like improv. You'll like RPGs. It yeah. will work out in your favor. You do not have to be a math obsessive necessarily to do it. And frankly, only one person involved with that was not part of the OD&D crew. Yeah, that's right. But that's right. Zoo, Zoo always meshes in pretty damn well. Oh, he's funny <laughs> as shit. And, and that poor bastard, though, because he was at, he was kind of at uh, our whims almost, because immediately mm -hmm. we start misnaming his character on purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Uh, so at no point, almost no point, was he called by his actual name. <laughs> Ari or you started calling him Reggie. I think it was Ari. Ari, was Ari, Ari yeah, did it for at first did. because she's being, she was the man, you know the assistant to the manager. That's so right, that's right. So she wanted to be like the man, the manager guy who just doesn't give a shit about the new guy because he's the newbie. Uh, so and then good. I was playing an orc, so I just feel like, well, I'm not very bright, so. Yeah. My boss calls him Reggie. That must be his name. So the I just start calling him Reggie. The whole time I was like, oh, my God, Dan's going to get us killed. Like, I, I the, whole, <laughs> the way you were playing, I'm like, there's no way this is sustainable. But it was, <laughs> it was great. Oh, so good. And, uh, yeah, there's. I would play that game again in a heartbeat. Um, but when we when we were helping Josh test drive it, I, uh, I played the newbie. Uh -huh. And there was a guy heading over to the bell, and I leaped from the counter onto it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Like, <laughs> like at some point, and this didn't happen, but at some point, a, a full like 
fight could have broken out. That is kind of the uh, the assumption. A full like knockdown dragout could have happened to prevent mm-hmm. the. You know, there's no reason to assume that wouldn't happen. We somehow managed to not do it, and it was a lot of mm-hmm. my my expertise in these games is manipulation, and but that then depends on good roles, which yeah. I, I'm fortunate with every once in a while. But um, it's always persuasion check. Okay, all right. Well, let's see. I know I said something really <laughs> funny and really good. Let's hope that actually <laughs> Let's hope that carries through. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's my favorite part. Uh, it's just fucking around. I like yeah. fucking around. But having a simple goal. It made me a better player having a single goal because otherwise mm-hmm. I'm just there to distract everybody. Like when we do OD&D half the time, I feel like I'm just distracting everybody. Not well, that, that's purpose. That's what those one-page RPGs really help with is that yeah. there's not so much you have to keep track of. Yeah. Right, just yeah, like yeah. with the witch is dead. Our goal was to go find the witch, mm-hmm. or avenge the witch. I mean, and I, I think the thing is, I'm never. If I were when we were doing D and D, the person like stating the goal more often than I usually like. You'll notice whenever you're trying to get people to talk or do anything, I rarely am the per- first person to speak up. I'm just waiting for somebody to say something funny. <laughs> Or tell us where to go, because I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to be the one to say the wrong place to go. And usually, <laughs> I think my characters are the kind of people who would also not want to say the wrong thing, so they would right. just sit back. So, yeah. So I'm never but, the person deciding the goal. But I oh. did DM two D&D games this weekend. Oh, wow. So after I had my... This, after that, you did the Yeah, did more? The, I was... I did... Because that was the 8 a.m. game, and then mm-hmm. 4 p.m. is when... My first D and D game was. Oh, okay, that's right. That day, All right. Uh-huh. and that was that was the Beholders, which is um, folks from literally the first Meowathon mm-hmm. just keep coming back, and they really enjoyed the characters. Like we made kind of ridiculous characters based off of Clue originally. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, it's like it's Colonel Mustard, and Professor mm-hmm. Plum Knuckles, and Karen White, um, and then Althea. She she kind of did her own thing, but for all intents and purposes, she's like a Miss Scarlet because she's mm-hmm. playing a rogue that's much more in the uh, charisma side of things and the okay. sneaky stabby kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a murder mystery, so there really wasn't there wasn't a lot of like actual fight. Mm-hmm. It was all about the role play and yeah, yeah. the NPCs, and they had a blast and it was a lot of fun. So I did it. So then the next year, we had the same person make has spend they they were like i want to make i want to write another adventure but i don't mm-hmm. know what it should be and i'm like well we have a month till the next marathon mm-hmm. so they they made a sequel to the one we did the first year mm-hmm. so we went back to the same town with the same npcs i love it <laughs> and then the next year was a wedding mm-hmm. and then this year was another was a uh, children are getting sick and mm-hmm. there's three people. One of them is, prob- is probably a witch doing something. And we ha- they had to figure out, okay, which witch is which. And last year we had, at the wedding one, we had uh, uh, Alicia Marie as a guest. And then mm-hmm. this year we had Jesse Jerdak as a guest. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, <laughs> it took everyone a little bit longer than it should have to realize what his character was mm-hmm. because was his name is bingo uh-huh and he talked with a liverpool accent <laughs> and he had a backpack full of bugs <laughs> that's stupid specifically <laughs> beetles and it took them that that's really it took oh, it took a little bit too long than it should have i, I got it, it. I, I figured it out like right away i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> i love it 
love it. The people... Basically, what he did was he made a character and then he reskinned basically all of the abilities to be beetle based. Okay, I love it. Mm-hmm. That's really good. And then I did the very last game of the Meowathon was. Um, another D and D game with mm-hmm. a bunch of folks, including Riley Silverman, mm-hmm. which is actually the first D and D game I've played with her. Uh-huh. Um, she's mostly played other games, mm-hmm. um, and that was a blast. And she basically she made a character, as she puts it, her completely original OC, mm-hmm. straight off the top of her dome, named Stacy Gwen, who has <laughs> spider abilities and came from another dimension. <laughs> mm, I love it. I love it. <laughs> So she made a ranger that has like has some of these abilities, and but she basically reskins that. Like okay. instead of using arrows, she's shooting web, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. <laughs> I hope next and year. I say this that was time, a lot of fun. I want to play more games next year. I like. I just this has been a this been bad bad year for it. But next year <laughs> maybe maybe. And I'm gonna t- I'm gonna talk to Josh. I want I want to sit down with Josh and like, teach me how to write a game. That's basically <laughs> what I want. I want to because I've looked at some stuff that I've written before. I'm like, oh, that's useless as the thing I was trying to make it as. But there's a game in there. There's absolutely mm-hmm. a game in a couple things. And if it's only got to be a few pages, oh boy, so much yeah. easier. So he basically just easier. he basically just had a player sheet and a DM sheet. Yeah, right. And the DM sheet is basically just something to roll on just rolls mm-hmm. to for the different characters i love it um, i love it yeah uh we didn't make as much this year but you know after talking to the folks it's like it's been you know four years since quote unquote the pandemic right yeah yeah everyone's trying to get back to normal so i'm yeah. like you know when summer was fine when people were locked in their house but now yeah. everyone's doing things so we're going to probably look to push it earlier like april okay. instead of summer that's a good idea. That's a so. good idea. I haven't got a date yet, but it'll probably be April. Okay, that'd be great. That'll be fun. Yeah, I, I think I think that's smart too. Because I was like, "What is the difference?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's just literally no one's locking down. Like that's just that's literally it. It's just mm-hmm. people. People are everybody but me is out. I got to yeah. the first game. I think I watched the first game, and I donated ten bucks to introduce an NPC." Or something, I think. Some kind of character. And it was just some absolute fucking nonsense. But these guys rolled with it. And I feel like they used it till the end of the game. I feel like it ended up... Oh, yeah. They were... It was a guy who sold... It was something with some some dumb name. Bimble Bombly Fark. Or oh, something. yeah. It's yeah, because always... yeah, that was... It was uh, Lady Asabat's game. The Tea Time Adventures or whatever. Yeah. And he sold souls in a jar, supposedly. But I think that survived throughout of it. And one of them called him Soul Jar Boy. And that was my <laughs> favorite. Boy. I liked that a lot. They were I don't know if good. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. It seemed really like it, it. it felt like it trickled out. But I uh-huh. totally picked up on that. <laughs> It made me very happy. I'm like, oh, this this worked out. These these people are good improvisers. It's just, yeah, it's a lot. She's a very fun DM. I I like her attitude. I mean, all mm-hmm. the DMs are good, but like, the, well, I haven't gotten to watch every game. Three so. years ago, mm-hmm. she she's been here every year. Mm-hmm. But three years ago, um, she decided she wanted to try hosting a game, and she did mm-hmm. a game of Blades in the Dark. Yeah, and it just popped off. Mm-hmm. It. it uh, was hilarious. She actually raised a ton of money, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. She had never DM'd before. All right. That was literally her first time ever. She's really good at it. And like, then she cut her teeth on it, and now mm-hmm. she she does it on her channel. Like, That's 
she, the thing is, like, she's really good at it, but, like, like every person I've ever played with who's a good DM, I've been fortunate. They've all been good DMs. Uh, they all are also good audiences. So mm-hmm. they listen well, obviously, because you have to. But they also, if you do a good joke, they will listen to it and, of course, play along. But, like, mm-hmm. as... If, if your joke is directed to the ether and the rest of the room might not get it, it helps if the DM is there to, like, help you feel good about yourself. Yeah, and yeah. She's really good at that. <laughs> she is. You know? And, I mean, it, it, it helps, like, when we do D&D that you're, you're there and then Aerie is, of course, in there entertaining herself but also entertaining you. <laughs> but it, it really helps to have, she, like... She says she has a hard time doing DM, like, doing mm-hmm. D&D. Like, she was there in the first year of The Beholders, but she just didn't want to do it again. Okay. Because she's like, everyone else is so funny okay. that she can't focus on playing a character because she's yeah. busy laughing at everyone else. Yeah, I get that. I get that. <laughs> so she's yeah. like, I, I don't, I don't want to play because I just, I know that I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to play. Contrast that with Josh, who's a ham. And uh, yeah. I, I really enjoy it. I really, I really <laughs> like his style too. Totally. Although I think Ari played D and D in the last game, and I think she did pretty well because she found her character. I think uh-huh. sometimes she has a hard time with that. Uh-huh. But she was playing. She's playing Flerica again, which uh-huh. is her little fairy character. Okay. Um, but she decided that she's going to have a New York accent. Mm-hmm. So she's like, "Listen here, Buster." <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing, and then. So she wanted to intimidate the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she and she rolled like I think like a nine or a ten. Mm-hmm. So I let her like intimidate like these minion basically people. Uh-huh. But she's like she's like I fly out in a booming voice using my thaumaturgy. I go listen here, Buster. You better watch yourself. <laughs> I love it because I'm now picturing kind of like either Cindy Lauper or Carol Kane or a mix right? of the two. That's yeah, great. I'm sure. I'm sure Carol Kane is an influence. Fucking phenomenal. That's good. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> what was helpful is that 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 was actually an accent that I did in, in the previous game mm-hmm. uh, because uh, Cheryl, I forgot that she at the level she was at had gotten an owl. Oh no, she had gotten it as one of her magic items. Okay. It was like an owl she can summon for eight hours or something like that from a statue. Okay. Sort of like you have like the horse statue that you had for your mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's like, do you remember the voice he gave it? And I'm like, no. She's like, it was like a New York kind of, th- oh, I'm like, I only have one of those. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm like, what's up, puts? <laughs> that's how the only way i can find a character is just like i'll do a fucking voice and we'll get there yeah and she's like can you fly around and keep an eye out for magic like you got it i'll see what i can find and she flies around and so every so often she would check in, he's like i don't see nothing <laughs> and then that they had their final battle mm-hmm. and like at that point like the witch starts like casting all this you know necromancy spells and shit and she's like, uh, so I think the owl runs in on my turn. How far away is he? And I'm like, oh, yeah, the owl. And so I'm like, hey, I see some fucking magic. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks a lot. <laughs> Can I tell you, I was like uh, very worried that I would swear in the game because I'm like, wait, I can't remember if we're keeping these family friendly. And then people started just swearing up a storm. And I'm like, I guess we're good. I forgot. I couldn't remember what the rules were. I, I, only... I, it's it's PG-13 because I know I can't keep from swearing. Yeah, it's usually really hard. Yeah. Um, and since it's not an official Simply Cats thing, it's just for the benefit of Simply Cats. I'm mm-hmm. like, if someone has a problem with it, they can go watch something else. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's absolutely fair. That's so funny. But I try yeah. to keep it like PG-13. I'll let it go a little darker after 8. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, yeah, it's, after 8, I'm like, yeah, we can get a little more gruesome if you want. That's why, like, sure. Mork Borg was fine, because that was a, that was a, that's a fucked up game. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's so good. I, uh, trying to think. Yeah, I don't know. I keep looking through stuff that I've done before. I, I was, cons I was very sad because I was looking through some, I've been going through my file. This is what I've been doing all weekend. I knew I wouldn't have work because there's some crazy shit going on at the place that I've been getting some level of employment at. Mm -hmm. And uh, should have work by tomorrow, thanks possibly due to one other freelancer who's like, fuck this. Why is nobody getting work? Let me ask around and, like, found the right person to ask. None of uh -huh. us knew how to do it. Uh, so this whole weekend I've been going through my files and, like, eliminating duplicates and, like, going through my old – Dan, I have notes that go back. I have note, uh, combinations of note files uh, every, like, 17 years or whatever. It's, like, this crazy amount of shit. <laughs> so I've got stuff that does go back literally to the early 90s that is, like, now combined finally in a file. But I found, I was like, ooh, RPG Maker. But it was the 2002 version, and it decided Windows 11 was not for it. I tried. Yeah. I tried. I'm like, no, damn it. Damn it. Because every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I want to I work on that RPG, but... Also, I guess if I worked on the 2002 version, you wouldn't be able to share those <laughs> those changes with me. Do you know? Does the do, are any of them online now? The new RPG makers or are they all download exclusively? Like they just they just installed programs. Okay, okay, because it would be fun to collaborate. Although I guess if there's like coding and stuff, you could just come yeah. up with the ideas, and one of the person could do the coding and stuff. I suppose. I suppose that that makes sense. Um. Uh, I'm I'm looking. So we haven't done this in a while. I'm trying to find if there are uh, any anything anything in the Dan and Jay's lengthy lengthy history uh, that uh, that would co coordinate. That's not the word. My brain is fried, Dan. What, uh, I understand. Uh, I, I, I'm taking tomorrow off, so I have after my vacation. I needed a four day <laughs> weekend. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, let's see. So it looks like in 1864, there might've been something in our group's history, uh, that, that helped. Oh, I think it's, I think it's almost nothing. Um, let me see here. Uh, okay. I wanted to do a little dis this day in Dan and Jay, cause we haven't mm. done that in a while. Um, here we go. So this is on July 5th, 1864. So that's, that counts as something. Um, it's that's definitely very something. close to, to this. Uh, I'm going to send you a link because as we typically do, you read it and then we go over, you know, what we recall about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I, we again, don't do all these compilations. Our various <laughs> archivists and things over mm -hmm. the years have done it. Um, all right. So July 5th, 1864, Darvish mm -hmm. Palouf is born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Darvish is born to Daniel Horfnufler and Nieta Palouf. In uh, Canadian Nevada, a portion of the 2B state under unenforced Canadian rule. The record of Darvish's birth is a fascinating one, possibly exaggerated, exaggerated as it came from the man himself in his autobiography, Look Upon Me, O Mother, and Grin Once Again, the life of Darvish Palouf, character artist and comedian. In it, he writes, As my mother strained to resist the coming of her newborn infant child, Sergeant Grimes did scream for her to return her bayonet to her rifle. The Confederates charged up the hill, and she hadn't the desire to make an enemy of her own men. Her hair tucked neatly under her cap, she managed to keep our mutual secret until the battle was won. For a period of time, I was recorded as the Union Army's first miracle birth, and the world's only birth to a man. Now, this this one's new to me. I'm going to be honest. Hmm. Um, this, this is shocking. And I look, our grandfathers and great-grandfathers and great-great-grandfathers 
all, of course, well known for being able to spin a yarn. That that mm-hmm. is just, of course, something they've passed down to us because everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean the 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 spinning wheel I have is from the 1800s. I think. Um, Dan. I, what? Okay. That's exactly what I meant. That's it. I was just I just like when I when I tell people that's exactly what I meant. I like to just slow everything down and just like take a moment. Be like, I'm glad you understood exactly what I was yes. saying. Yes. I'm glad um, we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, now here's. Oh, here's the problem, Dan. We've yeah. we've done it again. We've talked about a member of our family mm-hmm. from years and years ago, and this is, of course, your great grandfather, probably, or great great grandfather. It's hard to keep track of these things. How are we supposed to know? We didn't know them personally. That's true. Until today, Dan, because we're getting a call. It oh, just geez. says DP. <laughs> That's the only. I'm assuming oh, no. it's Darvish Paloof. I hope so. I, I do. <laughs> Um, well, here we go. I've got to answer the time, Zoom. Uh, hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You sound a lot like Dan's impression of you. Uh, hi, it's very nice to meet you, uh, Mr. Palouf. I'm, I'm Jason Klom. I am the, uh, I am the, the offspring of the offspring of the offspring. Oh, of we all know who you are. Oh, you do? Yes. How, how are you aware of, of me? Uh, it's, you know, just, just in the books. Wait, so you read... You read reverse history? Do you have reverse history books? I mean, they're just history books, too. They, they go from the start to the finish. I mean... Yeah, but you're from years before me. How the hell do you know who I am? This is throwing me. Well, just it came... It fell from the sky, like, a while ago. Oh. So a history book fell from the sky. Yeah. Telling you about the history of... Oh, wait, hold on. Now, was it Dana Jay's Comedy Hour, A Hymnstory? Which is... A book I... Well, the cover was missing, so I'm not 100 percent sure. And oh, you know that might. I'm be not a the strongest book. reader. It might be a stolen book then, because <gasps> if this, this cover is missing. Then this book might be stolen, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. So, but don't worry, you're you're not going to be held accountable for that. I, yeah, I, no I promise. Uh, sounds like we're we're meeting you quite late in your life. Um, I don't mean to judge just by voice. according to this book. Yeah, it's pretty much near the end. <laughs> okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. So you read ahead. Okay. Well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, technically, just about everything in this book is ahead for me, so <laughs> it would have been pretty boring to only read, like, the first, like, 20 pages. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your autobiography. I apologize. I have not written it, read it, or written it. <laughs> Why would I write <laughs> it? Because that would never happen. Um, but uh, look upon me, oh, mother, and grin once again, the life of Darbish Palouf, character artist and comedian. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm hoping it comes out pretty good. I just started it. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. I wasn't going to write one, and I saw in the thing that I did, and I'm like, well, I've... <laughs> I don't want to disappoint. Sure. No, that that's kind of you. I mean, that's, boy, you know, it's it's one thing. Like, people always talk about, like, time, time paradoxes and, like, how that might not guarantee this might not happen or this will get messed up. But instead, you just were motivated or at least pressured and guilted into doing something. Yeah, I was really, I would just, I didn't want to have to do that. But you know, it's in here, so I have to do it. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, I, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind, uh, Dan here, your great, yeah, great, hi. or son, he's a grandson of some level below you. Um, okay. He he just read a, an excerpt from the book. I was wondering if you could maybe read us from, like, your, even from your draft, your rough first draft. Okay, or the, let, me what, sh- let me show what I got. <clears throat> yeah, 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 please. Okay, um, so it's, it's uh, it's not called. I have a working title. I mean, mm-hmm. I know it has to be called the thing, <laughs> yeah, but sure. But what's right it called now? now? It, it is called just DP, a good thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> DP colon a good thing. Correct. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, and so let's see. Uh, it's because um, 
I was born. That's 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 what I've got. That's so far. what you've got so far. Okay. Well, hey, it is a start, and that is how mm-hmm. we all start. Now, from what I understand, your mother uh, imitated a man to get into the Union Army. Thank goodness it's the Union Army. Um, yes, uh, yes. And she was pregnant when she joined and had you on the battlefield. That's correct. Now, uh, let's see. So where was your father, I guess, is my question. Uh, Daniel Hortnuffler, your father, your mother, Nieta Palouf. Uh, where, where was your father at the time? Uh, that's, that's a real good question. Um, uh-huh. A lot of experts believe he might have been a horn around Paris. Oh, okay. That's interesting. The, so he, you know, he, for those who aren't aware, the original sort of uh, the the original group to be called Dan and Jay. That was not always an established thing. Uh, yeah. uh, centuries before then, but in the eighteen sixties, eighteen fifties and eighteen sixties, they got together. Yeah, that's it. So he was whoring around Paris while your mother was was fighting for the Union. That's correct. Uh, do you, what? What's your earliest memory of your father, Daniel Dan Hortnuffler? Uh, our earliest memory, I believe, was uh, he came home mm-hmm. after whoring around Egypt, and he handed me a baseball glove with a pyramid on it. Uh-huh. He you... said, find uh-huh. someone to have a catch, and he walked away. <laughs> wow. The things you learn about your ancestors, that's fascinating. That's it makes me a little sad for you. I mean, you seem to have turned out okay. You, you seem like you're all right. I mean, you, you continued on the legacy for some reason. Is there... Uh... Well, I found this book, remember? <laughs> Did you find it when you were really young? Yeah, I was like 10. Oh, no. So it just dropped out of the sky. It dropped out of the sky while I was looking for someone to have a catch with. <laughs> I caught it with my book? glove, though, so... Do you... Could you tell me a little bit about, about first meeting your comedy partner, who was, I guess, again, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't know how all the other Dan's and Jays met each other, because they're not, they're probably just friends of friends. I don't know how it works. Could you tell me how you met Jarek Manstuff, your future Jay? Jay? Oh, yeah, sure, sure enough. Uh, so I was, uh, I was about uh, 19, I would say, and I was going around and, uh, Still looking for someone to have a catch with because the last person I had a catch with was the sky. And uh, and uh, he said, hey, catch this man's stuff. And he jumped on me out of a tree. <laughs> and apparently he's been doing that for years. And uh, and then it just, uh, you know, I, it hurt. It hurt real bad. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I, I thought it was kind of funny. And I said, sure. hey, I've got this book and it says I'm supposed to be funny. <laughs> Do you want to be funny together? <laughs> And then uh, he said, "Wait, hold on. Sorry, stupid thing. Yes, Daisy, mommy just fed you. It's okay. Sorry. Please, please continue, sir. I'm so uh, and yeah, so he said, uh, "Sure, why not?" And then uh, so we did the thing. So he, I'm sorry. He said, "Catch this man stuff." That's what yes. he said. Yes. <laughs> Referring to him, himself. Correct. Okay. Um. Ah. Uh, it's amazing. Um, and then two years later, of course, you, you form you, you, you form Dana J's Comedy Hour. You, you, you continue on Dana J's Comedy Hour. Correct. Because the book said so. Because the book said so. I'll be honest. I, I, I didn't know we'd get so soon to the 
what I sort of suspected, which was that, that uh, Danny J's Comedy Hour is not necessarily a calling much as much as it is just perfunctory, that it just has to happen for some people. That's, I've heard uh, the book said, so I mean, uh, I, right. I don't want to disappoint. Well, I mean, that's kind of you. I feel bad. I, I, I feel bad. You, have you had any other dreams outside of comedy, though? Like, is this? I mean, I was fucking ten when I got the book. Right, dude. right. What well, did you want to be? You didn't want to be a fireman. I don't know if firemen even existed. But you know, did you want to be a, a soldier? Is there something you wanted to do? No, nah, I didn't want to have a baby. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You didn't. I don't know. Want no, to paint. no battlefield babies for me. Right. You don't want to paint or anything or be an accountant i don't know now the book said i was supposed to be a comedian okay so. so you stuck with whatever the book i feel like i yeah i should have understood uh uh where where at this point uh so you're later in your life so i'm assuming your your son at this point is has taken over along with uh you know uh, jay's son jay um, yeah yeah that yeah that passed passed the baton on so to speak yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. Uh, your son, of course, is uh, Dan Bloody Stumps Go Miller. Yeah, um, the original Dan Go Miller. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your your wife, Katerina Morschnitz? I yeah, I met her. Uh, she was, I was just walking down the street, and she jumped on me out of a tree, saying "Curse this man stuff," which I didn't think was quite as funny because it wasn't her name, but <laughs> I said, "Hey." I've got this book. It says we're married. You want to get married? She didn't have anything going on, so we got married. Oh, it's funny wow. to you, son. Uh, look, I'm 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 just you know what? I'm tickled. I'll say tickled. I, I I don't find it funny in the in the universal sense that this is a oh what a messed up thing that's happened to you. I think I just think in a, I'm tickled. I'm just I'll say I'm, we should ask. Do you want to speak to your great great? Whatever grandson Dan here. Not Dan? really. Okay. Dan, do you have any questions for him, or do you want? Not to... really. Okay. All right. That's that's fair enough. That's yeah. do you do you have any thoughts about your son, Dan Bloody Stumps Go Miller? Nah. I didn't show him the book because I figured, you know, let him do his own thing. Let him do it. If he if he gets hit by a book when he's you know ten or whatever, I don't think he did. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I then uh, that's you know that's that's uh, the universe telling him to do things, but yeah. you know I feel like you know this was my manifest destiny it was manifest on these pages. Boy, you're the most no no nonsense guest we've ever had on the show. <laughs> I gotta say, this is been... no room for nonsense. It's not in this book. <laughs> you only do what the book tells you. Okay. Ah, oh, that really. I mean, that, yeah. Well, look, uh, I I I'm honored. To have you here, um, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but you're welcome. Um, and I hold on really quick; just gotta write this down. Tear the cover. All right, what's going on? Uh, nothing, nothing, nothing. I think just making notes. Uh, this podcast, which is like a radio show, which by the by this time you should probably know what a radio show is. Uh, we we take notes uh, because uh, they don't go out live, um, and so I'm just taking little notes about. I see. About your book that you're going to receive. That you've already received. Um, yeah, I got it a long time ago, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, your pages are starting to, like, fall out and stuff. Sure. Old. Sure. Because there's no cover to hold it in place. Well, I, I can't wait to read your, your book. I'll, I'll pull out a copy Me later. Me neither. Give it a, give it a perusal, and I, I hope it's great, and I hope it sells well. I hope you... Uh, well, according to this book, I die in poverty, so I don't think it does. <laughs> 
I, you know, I'll just leave you this. I, I, you were allowed to go against what the book says, I, I think, because I think regardless. Nah, that doesn't gonna... sound right. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, look, real quick, just let me. <sighs> I hate, I hate it. He dies in poverty. Add that to book. Okay. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, have a, have a pleasant rest of your sad, sad life. Yeah, it, it'll be there. Okay. Have Bye. a good day. Uh-huh, you too. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's. What do you make of that, Dan? Well, I'm. I, if I get a book from the future, I'm not going to read it. Is what I'm. Getting from yeah. That. No, that sounds like the smart idea. Now, see, here's. Uh, again, I don't want to. I got some work to do. That's all I got to say. Mm. Is uh, one of the two of us has to do a little bit of, from the sky. Like that's just that's not. I'll just say that's not the normal mo. But um, yeah. Catch this man stuff. That's what I wasn't expecting to hear. Yeah, no one does, especially him. It seems sure. The irony. Well, is... actually, I think he did because he had it in the book. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I should have asked him some more details. Like it would help the person writing the book to finish. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, the yeah. more details, uh, then the author has to do less work. Is what I say. <laughs> um, exactly. Let's see. Uh, what else? What else is new, Dan? Anything? I guess not. Probably. Not really. Any, any work? No. Just uh, that we we uh, got rid of two of the kittens already, uh-huh. and in fact, one of them has already been adopted. It seems because they are Amazing. no longer on Simply Cats. Okay. Luigi's Amazing. already been adopted, and Mario's sitting there waiting. Uh-huh. The rest of them go in on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. And then the house will be empty, except for the seven cats we already own sure. and the two dogs. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And the child. Six frogs mm-hmm. and <laughs> half dozen fish and mm-hmm. half dozen chickens and mm-hmm. <laughs> actually the chickens aren't in the house so I don't think they count. No, no, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I we went to a uh, flea market today because I thought uh-huh. I could take a chance and go go somewhere uh, where things happen. Uh, wore a mask and everything. Most of the stuff was. It, I don't know the last time you went to a flea market, but I guess a long time uh, ago. Yeah, it's uh, you. You sort of forget that no matter what flea market you go to, you're going to be like, "Oh, cool! In this corner, here's some unboxed Ninja Turtles. That's kind mm-hmm. of fun." And they're sometimes reasonably priced, sometimes not. And then over here, there's just like, uh, just it might as well just be a bumper sticker with the N word on it, like just some old historical yeah. racist relic. And they're all over. Here's the crazy thing: we live very close to a very cool antique shop. Um, but this antique shop, which they refer to as an historic hall, is historic. But the one of the reasons it's historic uh, is because it used to be the headquarters of the KKK in Michigan. Oh, um, good. Yeah, so it's uh, you can occasionally, yeah. So, but but fortunately, that is obviously not the theme of their of their, their <laughs> yeah. antique store. Um, but yeah, you find a lot of that stuff. But I will say, speaking of animals, one of the people who like. His deal is I take jeans and make them better, uh, which he makes, he like adds pockets and does nice stuff. He had the biggest pit bull, just the most giant. This dog's head was bigger than his owner's. They, they're oh so God. big. It, it, beautiful animals. They're so fucking gorgeous. Uh, and like, looks like he's been like raised from, he, he never had to deal with the worst shit that pit bulls tend to have to deal with. And yeah. Uh, yeah. monstrous though, just so big and just sweet. Just so sweet, licked licked my wife's hand. Just like, this is the cutest puppy. Um, made me want a pit bull. Um, <laughs> adorable dog. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything else, other than fucking up my finger, I haven't like and 
going through files, which, by the way, I know that is who doesn't want to hear about that. That's yeah, the that's most good exciting thing anybody's Have ever you done. been following anything of the new TMNT movie coming out? No, but it looks great. It looks really cool, and I like that a lot of the voices are, they actually sound like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Uh, which well, is they kinda... make, they, they're, it's, it's based more on the comics. Uh-huh. Uh, April O'Neil is actually a black woman. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, they're much younger, and they're actually yeah. different heights, too. They made them different heights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is going to be full of characters. Um, yeah. I, saw, I saw a thing that, where they were talking to Seth Rogen, because he wrote, wrote it mm-hmm. and produced it. Yeah. And he's playing Bebop in it. Love it. Okay. But there's going to be Bebop and Rocksteady, Leatherhead, which is uh-huh. the alligator. That's yeah. going to be played by Rose Byrne, by the way. All right. <laughs> Jackie it. Chan's playing Splinter. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's going to be Wingnut. Uh-huh. Um, oh, John Cena's playing Rocksteady. <laughs> oh, okay, man. that's fucking great. But and Paul Rudd's playing Mondo Gecko. Okay. Oh, my uh, God. Gene Carlos Pizzito's playing Baxter Stockman. Okay. Ice Cube's playing Perfect. Superfly. Oh, Hannibal he's... Burris is playing Genghis Frog. <laughs> Post Malone's playing Ray Filet. <laughs> like, Holy it's got to be full of characters. There's going to be no characters left. I, I, <laughs> by the next movie, I need to do a voice in this. I feel like that should be my goal because I want to be a Ninja Turtle voice. Come in fact, on. at the moment, on IMDb, there is no Shredder. Interesting. I mean, like, I guess he's not, like, the initial bad guy. So I like that Superfly is a dude with a fly's head. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of great. Uh, What's yeah, interesting is Baxter Stockman turns into a fly. Oh yeah, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. That's a good point. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how many Ninja Turtles I have left back home, but I'm, I'm remembering mm. recently like how obsessed I absolutely. You had a was. lot of them. I had a lot. They, it was just, it was like one of the first things I saw that I could latch onto that I was like, oh, I might be able to hit the zeitgeist on time. <laughs> and like, you know, my parents had an okay amount of money. We were never rich, but like it was, a, it was enough to give me an allowance and shit. So I was spoiled like that. So every, every week that I got $5, I'd go get a new Ninja Turtles because they were $5. Like you just right. go to James Way or whatever the fuck or Ames or <laughs> some other stores that are no longer in business and are only from New York. Uh and uh, yeah, I would get all get all my Ninja Turtles, and because I I don't I don't know why. Like I, I, I there's something about when you're you're a kid, you're trying to like get a handle on patterns and on things, and collecting fills this. It's not the same void it fills when you're an old. Sad I had adult. this one, Napoleon Bonafrog. Napoleon Bonafrog is dope. I saw him today. They definitely had him. Um, I, I had didn't know that, had and him. then I I had the Surfer Mike. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did I, I have know. any other turtles? I think I only had those two. I know I had a bunch. Mike had a, a ton. I feel like he, all, he maybe not as many as I did because again I was obsessive. Uh, and uh, yeah. Oh, I, I had the know. um, like plunger cannon thing. Oh, that was dope. Wait, was that? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I do remember that. I I never got any of the vehicles. The vehicles were very cool. The vehicles are yeah. very fun. And I don't know. There's this thing about when you're a kid, like I said. When you're a sad adult, it's different. You're trying to fill a void in your life that you've clearly yeah. fucked something up on. When you're a kid, there's this obsession. It's the same thing that gets kids addicted to Pokemon that got <laughs> me addicted to wanting as many Ninja Turtles as possible. I have to have all of them. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what you're trying to do as a kid. I, I don't know psychologically what that is other than I'm trying to understand the world and maybe this is the answer. Like, I feel like that's probably <laughs> what it is. And then probably. again, if, if you're, uh, and then I've been watching a lot of people on YouTube who just go to uh, sales and buy old Ninja Turtles. And I, I, 
I don't know why I like watching. It's 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 uh, living vicariously through the idea of having money and just mm. being able to buy whatever you want. I think it's that's why fun. kids like watching people open Pokemon yes, cards on YouTube. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I don't love that the word the term unboxing has uh, caught on. Literally, I, it's called opening a box. There's no reason to say unboxing, <laughs> except to turn it into a single word. Now, I do. I have done unboxing videos, but it's it's just it makes me very uncomfortable. Um, Dan, yeah, what do you want to leave the people with? No, what do you want to promote this week? I'm sorry, that's that's the first. That's the most important thing. Well, I guess let's uh, let's uh, now that the marathon's over for this year, why don't we go ahead and just uh, hit up the ODD podcast? Uh, we did release an episode of uh, Deadlands right before the marathon kicked off. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to it, go ahead. It was an interesting event as well. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, also. Check out the uh, videos on demand. Um, yep. Depending on when Jay releases this, uh, that may be the donations I be over. I think I have a week. Le- I'm leaving him open for another week. Okay. Yeah. Um, for the raffle. Uh huh. But uh, it'll probably be over by then. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just go to oddpodcast.com. Um, I might start twitching again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been kind of burnt out of going online, so I, I haven't been that. doing that. I get that. <laughs> uh, but twitch.tv slash Miller. I have an idea for Twitch, but this there's no pressure. Uh, but if at some point you're like, I don't feel like playing a game tonight, but I want to design one, we could do RPG Maker together on Twitch and mm. just in a few sessions start up. It, no, start but it would be something. very low pressure. You know what I mean? Like it would be yeah. very easy because like who cares if we brainstorm a thing? Like it's not like we're gonna sell it. Like we might put it out there yeah. for people to play. But sometimes it's even just like learning what the limitations are at first so yeah, we know yeah, what yeah. we can and can't do because that's what like my sample game of is just me figuring mm-hmm. out what i can and can't do with the yeah. program and how it works yeah can you still open that first do you still have that i don't version? i lost okay. it okay okay uh i have video of it does that help you that doesn't <laughs> help. um i am going to promote uh we're not worthy which is my book coming out september 12th mm-hmm. from 1984 public public publishing go to sketchcomedybook.com comes out september 12th but if you pre-order it does help the sales helps the book look good i don't understand in what way but just do it because that's what i'm told to do just um, do what he says guys exactly. just fucking do it it has amazing cover art from adam coford aka ape lad i'm very proud that he did that it has a foreword by david wayne from the state mm-hmm. uh, i don't get that i don't know how that happened uh, i interviewed 150 people including david uh, but also like your Bob Odenkirks, your Carol Burnett's, your Marsha Warfields, your uh, every a little bit of everybody. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Big Mouth Billy Bass. That was maybe my favorite interview. He kept just it was the same songs over and he over again. He just kept again. saying, "Take me to the river." Take yeah. me to the river. Yep, exactly. Um, I and I've had since people come out of the woodworks to be like, "Hey, I'll interview for the next version of this book." And I'm like, "Great, cool." Um, so anyway, sketch comedy book. Dot com. Dan, what do you want to leave people with? Um, just don't, just, just, just stop everything, guys. Just stop it. I'm so tired. Can we just stop? <laughs> uh, I'm going to leave you with, even if you find the book, it doesn't mean you have to do everything the book says. Every, every book is just a recommendation. That is all. <laughs> Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. 
The Silver Jubilee theme song was composed and performed by Nick Robes, with lyrics by Jason Klom. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 747-248-6687. That's R-I-P-2-HUMOR with a U. Subscribe to Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you can find us. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at DJC Hour and Instagram at Dan and Jay Comedy. Or find everything in one place at danandjay.com. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Goodbye, Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!